Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. G'day, guys. Just before we dive into the round 18 Supercoach preview with the Supercoach Whisperer, just want to remind you that we do mention a few times that we did record this podcast before State of Origin 3 that was played last night, obviously. Queensland winning that game, and some big news coming out of that one. Val Holmes looks like he's going to miss a couple weeks uh, with an injury. So anything we say about Val Holmes, take that into consideration. The other news is that Tom Trevojevic, it looks more than likely he will be rested from his game this weekend. At the time when we recorded this, all the news said that Tommy Turbo was playing. So something else to take into consideration there, especially if you're considering buying either of these manly wingers, especially if you're looking at your captains and your vice-captains options. Obviously, for me now, Gutho and Cody Walker, they become much more relevant. Also, keep in mind that this Origin game, it wasn't a blowout like the first two games. It was a really tight affair. A lot of guys had to get through a hell of a lot of work. So, personally, I was expecting more and more of these guys to back up. I must say, I'm a little bit more nervous about it now because that was a really tough Origin affair. That was a true Origin game there. So, stay tuned. I reckon there will will be a couple more guys that don't play this weekend, but I'll hand you over to the Whisperer now for our Round 18 Supercoach preview. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, heading into round 18 for Supercoach. We've got the Whisperer joining us once again. What is doing, mate? Not much, mate. How good was it seeing the three-headed dragon of Manly, obviously, Turbo, Sub, and Garrett kill it? And then the, the week later, we see another three-headed trio of Walker, Mill, and Johnson. Uh, it's the year to be jumping on these wingers on the end of meat pies isn't it mate i did see your post on twitter the other day uh it was a bad week to chase jason saab heavily wasn't it uh yes I, 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 five thousand one hundred people brought him in i think that's <laughs> five thousand one. Christ. i think that's five thousand one hundred too many personally but uh yeah oh god that's a big number far out um, i um i did some did some little bit of research i think in the history of Supercoach, that is the biggest swing in terms of points, um, obviously 158 the week before and then 12 on the weekend. I think from my from my study, that was the biggest swing, like fluctuation in points that there's been um, week to week. And especially when there's no injury, no simbinning, no send-off, that is just flat out Jason Saab. Yeah, just just hugs the touchline. And when there's no premier fullback to, to feed your balls all day, it's, uh, it's tough trailing. I mean, mate, on the bright side, obviously we're recording this before Origin 3. That kicks off later tonight. Uh, but you would assume Tom Trevojevic 
Touch wood. He's going to be there for the rest of the season, though, which uh, it's a completely different beast for those manly wingers, isn't it? Yeah, look, maybe not there this week, um, but definitely touch wood for the seasons coming on. And we know how much Garrick and Saar both uh, thrive for that. And we saw how much Milne and, and uh, Johnston thrive with it with Cody Walker pulling strings on the weekend. Mate, uh, we just got through round 17. Obviously, a bye week, only a couple of teams playing. Really testing week for all Supercoach players. How did you go this week? I uh, got 709, uh, which I think was a, a round par. Saw a jump up of 1,500 in the ranking. So always good to get some green arrows, as I said to you. Uh, I think it's a testament of how my season has gone. This is the first time all season I've had back-to-back weeks with green arrows. So uh, grim times. I can hear those footsteps coming, mate. I um I, I put up a pretty shitty 468. I think I only had four players, though. Uh, thank God I, I managed to get my VC on Cody Walker after leaving it on uh, Tommy Turbo, realising on Saturday night in a panic. But thankfully, Cody Walker, what, wasn't he unreal the other day against the South Sydney Rabbitohs? Oh, sorry, against yeah. who were they playing? The, uh, who did they play? can't even remember. Uh, Cowboys. The, the Cowboys. No. Yeah, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Um, yeah, I mean, Cody Walker, he started off the season slow. A lot of people put the red line through him, but the cream obviously inevitably rises to the top and he is he is on fire, uh, finding his feet as well. And I think he is the premier 5'8 to have running home. Mate, uh, how, how many trades have you got left now? Uh, three. <laughs> Grim. Three at the end of this week or th- three before you make trades this week? Three three before I make trades. I think I'm only going to make the one. And um, I mean, we'll touch on him. He's probably the most trading player this week is David Fafita. I think I'll be trading at Matt Lodge for Fafita, um, all things considering if, if we get through Origin unscathed. Mate, oh, I've only got six trades left. I think I'm going to have to make the one this week. Obviously, David Fafita, as you mentioned, let's dive into him. And I think, mate, as you said, he's going to be the most traded in. I just think his run at the moment, which you pointed out to me this morning, it's just too good not to have him. I I, I think it's just insurance against everyone else that does have him because, as you know, you, you didn't have him at the start of the season when he exploded, and I missed out on the first few weeks. It's just too hard to watch, and it's too hard to catch all these others that have him, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a perfect example of why Supercoach is a game of inches. I think I had for feeder all preseason, and then um, I saw Tino first normal early, carved up in a trial. I traded for feeder out for Tino just for the price, and... Um, Obviously, we know how that went. So, it's a, it's a game of inches. And if you didn't start with Fafita, you were watching in horror. Um, as I t- said to you, I think he went through a three-week, uh, six-week spell of averaging about 100. That's when he scored all those tries and really made defences look silly. Plays the Eels this weekend. Could be a, a tougher matchup. But after that, it's pretty smooth sailing for the next three or four weeks. And I think Fafita is someone that you've, you've got to have in your side, especially if you're competing at the top end of the table. Mate, another guy that a lot of people have asked me about this week is Tane Milne, obviously coming off a big 131, scored three tries. Uh, he scored a try uh, in his last two games as well. He scored 56 and 66 in those games, respectively. Being on the end of this uh, South Sydney pack, it's a pretty special place to be. And when you have a look at their run over the next few weeks, they got the Bulldogs, the Warriors, and the Dragons coming up. Um, these are three games that... I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest to see Tane scoring. Is going for a guy like him, are you just chasing last week's points? Uh, it's your favourite saying, mate. It's pretty good real estate uh, out there on that wing, isn't it? But Tane Milne, we know that he struggled years gone by with injury, but it's good to see him get a run. I think the special thing about Milne is, though, his dual position. So you can slot him in at the 2RF. In years gone by, a dual position centre wing 2RF was great if you were a back rower. But I think as the game is moving more towards this attacking footy, um, chucking in a winger, he did two RFs. I think that's that's the way to go. And look, a lot of people are getting him on, but it wasn't just a case of him catching balls and putting them down. I think he, from memory, he scored one try where it was pretty uh, impressive, and it was more of a solo effort um, to beat beat the man and, and score. So it wasn't just a case of him catching and passing. And uh, yeah, if you had Campbell Graham owners, it was 
grim times to see that the ball was going to mill. But yeah, a lot of people would have brought him in for by planning. Uh, if he did, it was fantastic. And I think a lot of people will be bringing him in this week. If he was just a center wing eligibility, I'd probably wouldn't like it so much. But the fact that he is your position um, really gets you going. And as you said, mate, the Bulldogs, the Warriors, uh, the Dragons, even the Titans the week after um, in round 22 could be a pretty good matchup as well. Mate, that's exactly spot on what you said there. Obviously, in my draft comp, I've been looking at guys for years that pick they pick guys that play in the center wings in their two RFs because they've got that dual position. I go, like, you only ever do that if it's the opposite way around. It really is a sign of the times, isn't it? I mean, picking Tane Milne in the second row with the way that he's scoring tries at the moment in the team he's in, I mean, I could think of much stupider plays to go with. I mean, you look at um, years gone by. It's so a 2019 uh, Kurt Capel, when he was at the Sharks, he was available center wing to RF, and a lot of people would have had him there. Uh, John Bateman springs to mind as well, his breakout season. And even last year, Isaiah Yo, all these guys are forwards that were available on center wing. But as you and I both said, I think the time, the tide, the turn, the tide is turning, uh, and you're going to put these outside backs in your two RFs if they're available. And I know we've spoken about it a few times, but this is the big reason why the two of us are always very excited by Sifatalakai. He is one of these guys that can play in the second row, be available in, in the CTWs. Uh, Supercoach, it's just changing all the time now. It's crazy. Mate, uh, we just spoke about Tane Milne and the other winger, Alex Johnson. He's doing all right for himself as well. Three meaties. I think he's scored about 1,000 in the last five weeks. Absolutely killing it, AJ. If you don't have him, do you just need to cop your medicine and buy him yeah. this week? I think it's a case of you just got to be prepared to, to ride the highs and lows of AJ. But you said, mate, 15 tries in three in 15, 13 tries in five games, if I can speak. Uh, round 12, he's got 154 against the Eels. Round 14, 124 against the, the Knights. Round 15, 80 against the Broncos. Round 16, 107 against the Tigers. Round 17, 130 against the Cowboys. That's, five, that's four tons in five weeks and uh, not a bad stretch of um, runs that he's had. And as we touched on with Tane Milne, uh, he has a fantastic draw coming up too. And I don't see this South Sydney side and their attack stopping anytime soon. Mate, let's dive into uh, a superstar fullback. He's obviously playing Origin later tonight, so fingers crossed he gets through that's unscathed. Uh, Kalen Ponga, mate, uh, he's played one game for the Cowboys, uh, sorry, against the Cowboys for the Knights, scored 96 Cowboys, points. Cowboys fans, Cowboys fans wishes he was back there, I bet. <laughs> Imagine if he was still there far out. Mate, obviously, Ponga, he's one of those high-end guys. He's got huge upside. We saw him score, I think there was a game earlier this year, he went 150-plus against the Shark. He's absolutely exploded there. Mate, is he a guy that people should be bringing in this week? Are you looking at him? He obviously plays the Melbourne Storm this week. he got the Roosters the week after. But then the run home, it's a really impressive run home. You're talking Brisbane, Cronulla, Bulldogs, Titans, Brisbane once again. It's uh, it's looking pretty good for KP. Mate, I've... Uh... Obviously, we we went over the fullback options. I had KP as my second best fullback for the run home. Probably not so much this week against the um, the Storm and, and obviously him coming back off after Origin. Uh, even the Roosters maybe touch and go, but from around 20 onwards, mate, KP I think is the fullback to have, especially with the unknowns around Ryan Pappenhausen as well. The Pappenhausen news has really thrown us, hasn't it? I mean, I, I definitely thought he would have been back by now. Yeah, I, I had uh, Nico Hines in draft and traded him. Obviously, now it looks like prematurely, but could be splitting minutes. Um, who knows what's going to happen with them? Bellamy doesn't really care if players are leaving next year. I think he's in the in the premiership business, and if that means playing Nico Hines over Pappenhausen this year, I think he'd do it to 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 get that premiership. But yeah, Ryan Pappenhausen. This is the thing though. Like Jordan Piera got what four weeks for that hit. Yep. And and he he sits four weeks on the sideline, and the Storm lose their their star fullback for half the season. I think needs to be some kind of overhaul there with the judiciary system. Mate, uh, let's dive into two roosters that 
uh, potentially are going to play big minutes over the next few weeks. We've seen that Takiaho, uh, he obviously wasn't named yesterday. A lot of rumours going around. He's been posting some reasonably rogue stuff up on social media. A lot of rumours going around that he might have been sort of rested by the Roosters or punished by them. It's come out that it is a hamstring injury, I believe. So he's looking at two to four weeks on the sideline. These big explosive athletes, I would... You know, I wouldn't be rushing them back from a hamstring injury realistically. means Jared Rhea Hargraves and Victor Radley, two guys that have been going really well the last few weeks for Rhea Hargraves. But Radley, he returned last week with about 55 in base, no attacking stats. And I think realistically, when you're talking Rads, it's a matter of time till he does have some attacking stats, especially with Teddy coming back into this side. He has to be a guy that people are considering at his price. Yeah, I think Joey Mano plays very differently to um, to Teddy. We know that Teddy loves to swing at the back and has good ball playing skills, but we know his strength is pushing through the middle. And I think uh, Radley is very, very good at supplying him short ball to get through those gaps. And yeah, I think the impressive thing that Radley did score so well without um, without that attack. And you and I touched on Radley a couple of weeks ago that we were worried about the the sin biddings and suspensions, but it looks like the crackdown's done, mate. So uh, Radley is all good to go, in my opinion. And as for Jared Rear Hargraves, Trent Robinson is just relying on him to play big minutes. And with no TKO, uh, I expect uh, Jared to play more big minutes. He's pumping out 70s um, when he does get that big game time. So definitely don't hate the pickup of uh, Jared Rear Hargraves. Just just touching on Radley there, mate, I think especially, and you know, you pointed out his, his price to me, I mean, he is just so cheap for the sort of play you can get. 359K, uh, it's pretty special. Yeah, that's why I'm looking at Radley. Just that price is just really, really uh, watering. And the fact that you can sort him in at hooker, if you've got a bunch of trades as well to burn, um, you don't like the idea of bringing in someone like a Damian Cook and and Harry Grant's been a little bit disappointing this year with the injuries that he's suffered. I definitely just see you trading out someone like a Jake Simkin or, or Jaden Braley and bringing in, um, bringing in Connor, uh, bringing in Victor Radley. Uh, a man on the list that has just sprung to mind with now we're speaking about hooker positions, uh, obviously Reid Marnie comes back for the Parramatta Eels too. A lot of sides will be looking at bringing him in. And that's a trade that I really like considering uh, the attacking output and the big boys that uh, Parramatta have close to the line. We know that Reed Mundy loves to just hit those guys short and get some attacking stats. Let's dive into a guy from the Cronulla Sharks, and he might be the most underappreciated player in Supercoach so far this year, Aiden Tolman. He has been unreal. We're hearing these potential rumours of Aaron Woods potentially not travelling with the Cronulla Sharks. I believe he's got a baby due soon. We've seen Wade Graham. He's not going. Um, potentially Aiden Tolman... I mean, he could even get better moving forward, couldn't he? Yeah, look, people will look at Aiden Tolman and see the 56 average and say, oh, no, thank you. Um, but let's just look at the start of the year. He was coming off the bench, only playing between sort of 35 and 45 minutes. But it's in the last sort of four weeks that he's really come back onto the scene. A 62 against Penrith, a 58 against the Cowboys, an 83 against the Broncos with a try, but has no, had no line break. Um, so he scored... Uh, 68, uh, 66 in base points. So basically chalk that up there. And then last week played 75 minutes and scored 68 against the Warriors. And he's just pumping out big minutes for Josh Hanno. Well, mate, he's essentially averaging in base stats like Tohu Ara sort of numbers. I'm, and no one's talking about him. It's unreal. Less than 500K too. It was uh, 497K, uh, low break even. They have a pretty good draw coming up. The They've got the Raiders, the Bulldogs, Manly, the Warriors again, the Knights, the Tigers, the Broncos. So, yeah, Aiden Tolman, I'm sneaky looking at him too. Mate, another one that both of us are absolutely huge on. We both got him in our draft team. He came back uh, in the last game for the Brisbane Broncos against the Sharks. He looked unreal. He only played 60 minutes, though, which is the worry. Katoni Staggs, 64 points in 60 minutes. As we said, the 60 minutes is the worry. And in the 20 minutes, he was off the field. I can't remember who it was. But was it uh, was it was it Jesse Arthur's that Jesse came Arthur's? Yeah, I think Tessie you put Jesse Arthur's through about three line breaks. Mate, he scored about 55 points in in the 20 minutes that Katoni Staggs was off the field. Um, he has to be a guy that we're looking 
looking at moving forward. I, I don't mind Brisbane's run home either, just quietly. Outside of the Penrith and the Roosters, it's a pretty good run home. Cowboys, Warriors, uh, the Cronulla Sharks, they've played the Newcastle Knights twice. I don't mind it. I loved Tony Sags, and even if he scored 30 points, I think it's the eye test that, that was really, really attractive. And the game plan needs to be simple, isn't it, for the Broncos? Just get the ball to Tony Sags and give him space because he is so destructive. And uh, obviously, you put the podcast out about uh, representative stars that, that haven't played yet. And I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You don't really think of Katani Stags, do you? Because he's just so elite. You just expect him to be up there. And uh, yeah, apart from two sort of games and even even that um, Roosters game with the way they're struggling and we saw that the, the Broncos shocked the Roosters last time they played. I think Katani Stags is a fantastic pickup. And uh, yeah, for draft owners, it's, it's pretty good signs to see him back as well. Mate, if I gave you overs or unders on two years of Katoni Staggs playing rep footy, do you think he's going to be able to break into this New South Wales side? It's ridiculous. I, I take overs because of just how good the, the crop is that New South Wales yeah. have. Mate, I said this to you privately. It's sad. Obviously, you're a New South Wales fan. I'm a, fan, I'm a Queensland fan. It's sad that New South Wales' sixth or seventh string centre um, would get into into this Queensland side and, and Staggs and, and Lomax and guys like that. They're just weapons that aren't going to see rep footy. And um, unfortunately for them, it's just in a... In a current crop of players that it's just stacked and let's dive into our holds and uh, two fullbacks here we've already mentioned one of them Nico Hines uh, I mean I just think you have to hold this guy and still Pap comes back don't you yeah you're going to lose some money on Hines but that's sure, sure not the issue at this stage of the season you'll take the 80 to 100 points you'll get yeah over the 100k you might lose and with Pap not in the team yet uh, look, he was training with the squad this week so he may be only a week or two away uh, but I still think that the Hines points are just too valuable Mate, another guy that I've had in my team for a couple of weeks, so he's definitely served his purpose. He's a guy that I'll be moving on soon, but I think for now, Clint Gutherson, he's probably a hold. I'm thinking I will go Gutho to Papa to Pap, hopefully if all goes to plan, if not 2KP. When are you expecting Gutho to be traded out of most sides? Probably a week or two. I think they've got a pretty good matchup this week. Uh, and then after that, you and I both said how horror the Parramatta Eels draw is. And I do worry for them. If they aren't in that top four and solidifying it, then that could be a, a rough couple of weeks for them finishing the season. Let's dive into some cells. And obviously, it's getting harder and harder the you know the closer we get to the end of the season. Two front rowers. We touched on one of them, Takiaho. He looks to be out for two to four weeks. Uh, I mean, was probably underperforming anyway. Last week was probably his best game I've seen over the last month or two. But um, still, that was the best he played. He got 57. You know, I sort of would be hoping for a little bit more out of Takiaho when he plays his best game in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, look, Takiaho, it's, it's unfortunate. At the start of the year, brilliant it was the Mitch Barnett syndrome playing big minutes goal kicking looked like a, a genuine stud and then it's all sort of fallen downhill for him and I think you just got to move him on unfortunately one of your favorites mate Matty Lodge also a sell making his way over to the New Zealand Warriors a lot of mouths to feed in that pack isn't there 
yeah, Matt Lodge did a fantastic job. Uh, bought him for under 300K. We're selling him for nearly 500. So definitely did a job and was moved to the Warriors at the perfect time. He filled in for me in the first bye week, filled in for me for the second bye week and did that for a lot of teams. But the the worrying thing for Matt Lodge is at the Broncos, he was playing 50 minutes and pumping out 60s. And obviously they needed him to get through work there. But at the Warriors, he played nearly 60 minutes, uh, but only scored a 51. And if you watch the game, he was very much involved and, and doing a lot of things. But as you said, that Warriors bench and the fact that AFB's there and Jazz Tavanga and the likes, that there is a lot of workload to get around. Um, but, and unfortunately, Lodge just isn't going to get upwards of 60 points what we needed him to. Um, but yeah, did a fantastic job and, um, and served a lot of teams well. I think, mate, our last sell that we've got on the list, it isn't a specific player, but it is just a mid-range guy in your second row you need to take out to get in, uh, to get David Fafita this week. It could be a number of guys in a heap of random teams, but there is someone in your team in the back row you probably need to move up to David Fafita, isn't there? Yeah, back row or front row. As, as I said, if you've got IPAP, you can shift him around or Fisher-Harris or whoever. Um, you can move those guys around and, and get him in. And one man that we'll touch on as well, I know that you don't want to because it's going to break your heart, but Sifa Talakai uh, started on his favourite edge, just not getting through the work and time to time to cut ties and move him on, isn't it? Yeah, if you uh, if you took uh, our advice on Talakai and got a hard on for him like we did, you've been very, very disappointed this year. It has been, fuck, it's been a tough watch. I, I just find him so frustrating to watch at the moment because you know he's so much better than what he's showing you. I love the messages I get from people. Um, it's their first year of Supercoach and they're, they're always messaging me like, what are you talking about with this Dalakai bloke? Uh, he's, he's rubbish. Why, why do you love him so much? But yeah, obviously. It's, um, uh, you don't know, my life. friends. You don't uh, know. There was a stretch last year where I think he averaged like 85 and Sean Johnson was just putting him through holes for fun. And um, yeah, unfortunately, it's just not, not the case. And he's just not getting through the work. And mate, oh, I thought on the weekend there was a few good balls that Sean Johnson threw to him that he that last year there were opportunities he probably burst through, but he it just doesn't seem to be uh, the same sort of guy that we've fallen in love with just quietly. It's like a yard or two off the pace, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, uh, mate. Let's talk about another second rower that uh, you you were pretty high on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we've got Corey Hadawera Naira from the Canberra Raiders. A lot of people were very high on him. A lot of people have brought him in. And, you know, I think everyone was saying a few weeks ago, oh, he needs tries to score well. Um, a 44 on the weekend against the Manly Seagulls. Are you a little bit worried about this guy moving forward? When he came back into the, the Raiders side round seven, um, he scored 45, 65, 43, and everyone everyone loved him. And I sort of said, oh, well, let's let's just pull the brakes. The bases are fantastic. And then I think the, the the next three weeks, he went 57 in base, 57 in base, 59 in base. And that, that got me a hard on for him. And I was like, sweet, how, how do we know his back? He's getting good attacking stats, but also getting out good work rate. Uh, but after that, mate, it's just been... So I'll read you his base in the last month. 23, 46, 45, 38. For an 80-minute back row, it's not what you want. The score's been okay um, with some with attacking stats, but we know that uh, you can't really rely on those from back rowers. And... Probably not someone to sell because uh, he's still averaging 62 or so, but definitely one to watch out for because uh, it does. it is concerning when your back rowers aren't averaging too much in base. It's the uh, the old Ben Condon effect, isn't it? Uh, don't start me on Benny Condon, my friend. Uh, mate, also on Hattara and Ira, of course, a few weeks ago uh, when they had that terrible loss against the Titans, we know that uh, Ricky threatened to make a heap of changes. He did bring in Hudson Young. We, of course, saw Elliot Whitehead get injured. Do, do you think Hadaru Naira is a lock to hold on to his spot for the rest of the team anyway, for the rest of the season anyway? Can you really say anyone's a lock in this Raiders side? Well, that, with the way that's that Rick, my point, yeah. yeah like, with with, with, the, way, with the way Ricky's just making changes left, right and centre, um, it's it's nervous times for, for Corey. In the minute that he's back to the bench, it's 500k that you need to get rid of somehow. 
Mate, let's dive into the captains leading into round 18. And obviously, as I said, we are recording this before Origin. So, fingers crossed, no injuries or anything tonight. But uh, two standouts in the early games. One of them is Gutho from the Parramatta Eels taking on the Gold Coast Titans. That's a Friday, 6 p.m. And then, of course, the juggernaut from Manly, Tom Trebovich, if he plays... Against the Dragons, who they are up shit creek with minimal paddles. Friday, 8.05 uh, from the Gold Coast on a dry track. Turbo's looking like a scary prospect, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I think the thing with the Eels game, if Moses doesn't back up, that will leave Gutho with the kicking tee as well, um, which will be a big tick. I mean, you can chuck the feeder in that category too, but... Yeah, even Turbo at 50 minutes um, will be devastating against this Dragon side. But not confident to put the orange armband on him, but definitely he'll get the blue on my, on, on my team if he's playing. But I think, mate, you can you can list me all these players that you want, but nothing's going to light me up like Cody Walker taking on the Bulldogs in the last game of the round, does it? Well, yeah, mate, I was just having a look through the other games, and you've obviously got the Melbourne Storm taking on the Newcastle Knights. Could be some points there. Nico Hines is one you could look at, but... Fuck, you'd be a brave man to go against Cody Walker. The form that he's in right now against this Canterbury side, who, to their credit, they defended incredibly well last week. But the South Sydney Rabbitohs attack, it's just something different, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, its clicking on all fronts. It's probably second to the to the Storm attack, but obviously it's how well that's humming. But, um, yeah, just some, some great footy being played by uh, Cody Walker. And uh, as you said, mate, I think they're, they're really going to miss Adam Reynolds next year. Um, but while they're in the side, Adam Reynolds controls it really well and lets Cody Walker... Um, play some eyes up footy, which is what we love to see from him. I'll tell you what, mate. If the South Sydney Rabbitohs found a way to just play a full 80 minutes, my God, Cody Walker, his scores could be absolutely anything, couldn't they? Uh, definitely, mate. Um, one more game that I'll touch on back on Tony Staggs. I'm not too sure what side they're, they're facing up, um, but the centres for the Tigers are, are Junior Porga and James Roberts. So Tony Staggs, whatever side he's on, could have a field day. That, uh, that young bloke making his debut for the Tigers, obviously a guy that... Uh, he's in a side that's not going too well. I was having a look at his stats and some of his stuff from New South Wales Cup. He has been very impressive. A guy that, um, if stats tell you anything from cup footy, he should get a heap of base stats. So looking forward to watching him going around. I haven't really seen much of him myself. But, fuck, if you're, if you're marking up against Katoni Staggs, pretty tough gig. Even the guy on the other side, Herbie Farnworth, he's, he's a very good attacking footballer in my opinion as well. It's going to be a tough gig for both of them. That's one game that I think the Brisbane Broncos can definitely win. We've seen that... Uh, the West Tigers, they've got their documentary coming out this week. They were meant to bring it out a few weeks ago. Um, I imagine they might have delayed it a little bit because there's been a little bit going on at the Tigers. But it's going to be a big week for them. They're going to open their doors at their documentary. I'm sure they'll be keen to get a win this week against the Broncos. Oh, I think the Broncos are specials. As you said, I haven't seen much of Junior Polga um, as a Tigers fan, but I have seen a lot of Tukey Simkin, and I'm really excited to see him on the bench. Uh, I think a lot of people that are looking out for, I guess, a future star, um, Tukey Simkin's wearing the number 16 for the Tigers. He's one to, to have an eye on. Mate, I appreciate your time once again. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, give us a quick prediction. Obviously, when people listen to this, State of Origin will be done and dusted. I've gone for New South Wales 32, Queensland 22. What's your score prediction? New South Wales 30, Queensland 8. We'll improve on our scoring record. And uh, James Tesco for man of the match. And Wally Lewis, I will be picking Tommy Turbo. So, you, hold on. You're going Tommy Turbo for the Wally Lewis, but you're going James Tedesco man of the match tonight. Yeah, I, I just think that Tommy Turbo is just like Teddy played good in the first game, nothing yeah. fantastic. Um, but just the level that, that Turbo's been on, I think he is in the media's eyes as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Give, give, give the Wally Lewis to Mo, Mo Waker as to how well he played game one. <laughs> mate, uh, have a cracking origin night and we'll talk to you next week, all right? Thanks, mate. You too. Thank you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.